0: Welcome to the Leader Byte Podcast, hosted by Chester Goat, bite-sized conversations about leadership, learning, and life. Any topic is fair game here, because committed leaders bring it all to the table. Here's your host, Chester Goat. Hey, everybody. I'm here with music artist Erskine Anvitarte, who happens to also be a personal friend of mine. Erskine is Texas-born, a uh, Nashville-based singer-songwriter, spends a lot of time on the road nationally and globally out sharing a message of hope in communities and coffee shops, which are my favorite, uh, and concert venues everywhere. I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more about that in just a minute. Erskine, I think uh, the last time I saw you, we were both uh, in Atlanta for a leadership conference, and we got to spend some time together and went to dinner. Uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be talking with you again those. so thanks so much for spending time with me
1: yeah i want to say hello world and uh i know you're doing big things with uh, sort of worldwide communications and so i don't know who's listening out there but i just want to say good morning hello and uh, I'm excited to be a part of the show
0: today. Well, thanks. I'm, I'm really glad that you're here. So, all right. So before we get started, we're looking a little short time before Christmas. I think we're maybe a week away, less just inside a week. Um, but aside from spiritual gifts, aside from those special uh, spiritual things related to Christmas, can you tell me something that was like the best Christmas gift you ever got when you were a kid?
1: Yeah. I mean it's a special time of year and uh it hits on so many different levels. You have the you know, just the food part of everything that's going on with all mm. the cookies and all the you know, candy canes and <laughs> all the significant things there. People love food and just the sensory smells that you have from a lot of the aromas and you know, the pine needles of Christmas trees and you can remember those things growing up and then obviously the Christmas presents. Every kid looks forward to that with great anticipation and when they begin to see presents start to arrive under the tree, you are starting to think, okay, what is that? What is that? You're kind of trying to cheat a little bit and feel around and figure <laughs> out what's in the boxes. And, yes. You know, just a lot of great memories like that. I, I can remember one particular Christmas that uh, I was—I grew up as an only child. My grandparents raised me, and I was really wanting a brother or a sister oh, uh-huh. for Christmas. And, you know, it was before I knew any of that stuff was not necessarily possible. So, uh, <laughs> you know, their, their best attempt at that, they got me a little toy robot <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty big, kind of life-size robot. And I was like, okay. well, I mean, they made the 10-bells pretty cool. So uh, I remember <laughs> things like that, that
0: kind of stick out in my mind. That's awesome. I remember my favorite gift um, growing up, or the one that I can remember that I really wanted bad, was this, um, I, I was a big Pac-Man person, and I, I wanted one of those oh, yeah. miniature Pac-Man arcade games. You know, it was like, actually shaped like one of the arcade games that used to be in the grocery stores and all that right, you know right, right. oh i'm i i wanted one of those so bad i just remember i was just so excited when i finally got that um but now i'm i'm dating myself so <laughs> people don't you play know, pac-man I very much they, anymore
1: yeah i think they have that i think they brought that back oh like, did they really yeah i think they've been introversion you know? of I'm going to go look around for that.
0: Yeah. I, saw it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I really wanted you to come on to the show to talk to listeners about kind of what you're up to. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. hoping we can touch on some of maybe your personal leadership thoughts, too. But before we do that, if you don't mind, share with me and with the listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I think the introduction was uh, a fantastic introduction. And, you know, I'm uh, I'm from Texas. I usually don't miss a chance to tell people that. <laughs> so, uh so I'm singing about Jesus, and a lot of my lyrics. Um, I'm also from Texas, so we kind of have this uh, this swagger about ourselves. I don't know what that comes from, but we're really proud of our state and uh, the things that go on there, and that we're from there. And so I- I'm excited to tell people that. But you know, beyond that, I just think the creative side of what it is that I get a ch- chance to do in creating songs and creating these you know, sometimes stories and songs that communicate a message is really important for uh, what it is that I do. There's a lot of people who sing, there's a lot of people who write, um, and there's some people who sing and write and play. And uh, I've just been blessed to be able to do all those different things and put that together and uh, begin to travel with that and just see how that enriches other people's lives.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Now, uh, you were a college basketball standout right here in Tennessee, weren't you?
1: Went to ETSU, East Tennessee State University, and uh, played four years for the Buccaneers. And I think they're, you know, one of their rivals is uh, over there in Chattanooga. I'm not going to say the name, but uh, <laughs> you know, we had some good battles in our day, and I think they're having some good battles these days. And just really excited to see that program, I think, take some, some steps forward. And yeah. you know, they've got a great team this year.
0: That's great. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a Tennessee Tech Golden Eagle all the way, but I got great respect for for ATSU, so that's that's great. Uh, so, how did your music come about? Like, you went from basketball to an end of music. Was that did you expect to do that? Well, I don't know that one necessarily
1: expects to be doing everything that they <laughs> end up doing in their life. Right, that's I, for I sure. Like, I'd like to see the, the ratio of people who ended up doing something that they didn't necessarily think they would be doing when they were a small child. But no kidding. I um, was excited about the fact that when I went and played college basketball, since it was the off season, I got a chance to do marching band, and when it didn't conflict, I would do a wind ensemble, jazz ensemble, men singing ensemble. And I sang in some other groups when I was in college, but never really
0: thought that I would be doing this as a career. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Now speaking of career, um, you've spent some time traveling globally. I think we've mentioned, and um, you were, and I think the last time we talked, you you mentioned you'd just gotten back from India. Uh, what stands out most? First of all, what what were you doing there? And then the next thing, um, what stands out most to you from your time there?
1: Sure. Uh, India is a a wonderful place and uh, really have created some strong friendships and just the ability to go back and visit some of my friends and just be a part of what it is that they're doing in their lives and, and share with them what it is that I'm doing in my life was a really enriching experience. Um, the culture over there, the the people, the food, a lot of the same sensory type of things that you get, you know, like say at a Christmas you would get when you go to another country and you begin to see how they do things and things would become important to them and, then you begin to resonate with those things. And I was just really excited to be a part of that and, uh, look forward to any future interactions that I have. I, I usually get a chance even here in America to interact with some people that are from India. There's a lot of international travel here. And so that's been a tremendous thing to be able to share a little bit in their experience and say, Hey, I've been in different parts of India and I've seen different things. And you know, it's always an enriching and enlightening experience. Um, and
0: one that I look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I know that um, anytime you get to travel, one of the best things about it um, is is certainly the people, but also the food. (laughs) I love trying new foods everywhere, too. Sure. Uh, One of the things I thought was really cool, um, you and I were sitting in this arena together, and um, someone spotted you from the crowd who actually met you in India, and that was just amazing to me
1: yeah uh, they they use the phrase it's a small world <laughs> and after traveling for twenty seven hours to get to India, it's really not a small world
0: <laughs> right
1: <laughs> it's a very large world and, yeah. you know things like that are always kind of surprising and eye-popping because you think, you know, how does all of this come together? <laughs>
0: this oh, world I world just, world. I believe everything is just divinely orchestrated. I really do. Absolutely. So, um, I know that you ha- you're you described a little bit as being, let's talk music for a second, uh, a little bit of hip-hop, a little bit of gospel with some contemporary Christian in there, and and, and other types of music as as well. That's a pretty unique combination. Uh, looking back, is there is there someone whose music or artistry influenced you in pursuing your music or art? I mean, where did all that come from?
1: Yeah, well, I think that uh, some of the musical gifts I received from my father, who was a drummer, and kind of still is to this day, and uh, he's a drummer and a singer, and he's traveled with bands before and done some different things. Oh, wow, so okay. I guess I would receive that portion of my uh, giftedness from him. But really just being a part of different bands, uh, marching band, wind ensemble. I think we were the state wind ensemble champions my uh, senior year in high school. And so Mm -hmm. I was exposed to a wide range of music from classical music to jazz music, to uh, popular music, 70s, 80s, all different styles of music. And then in my own life, uh, just influences in R&B and uh, influence in Christian music and uh, different forms and variations of that. And so I, I really try to bring all that to bear and not limit myself to a particular genre. Although they say sometimes that's kind of a foolish thing. Um, I, I tend to enjoy it because I'm able to change moods so many different times in
0: the midst of a concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can relate to that as somebody, I, I'm a writer and, um, I you know, people try to tell you that you need to be stick in a particular niche or something like that. And to me, um, I really love everything about about writing, and I want to write about all my experiences, not just a certain type or a certain kind, so I can sure. relate to that a little bit. Um, I would consider you, in many ways, uh, much like myself, in that we're both uh, what some might, some might call creatives. Um, what do you think makes the journey of a, quote, creative different from the journeys of other people?
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, an important question. As I think about what a creative does, you're constantly uh, in search of an idea or running down an idea. I was sitting in church yesterday, and, you know, I heard a word, and so I wrote that word down, and I just started thinking about all the different variations of that word and, you know, just how that can be crafted into something that sings to people or speaks to people. And so you're seeing and catching meaning in some of the things in life that sometimes people would pass by, mm-hmm. but they they've passed by it enough to have seen it before but never stopped to pay attention to it. And I think a lot of times what you're doing when you, you grab their attention is you're taking that familiar thing and putting a different color to it, a different tenor to it.
0: No, oh, I like that, so yeah.
1: You're allowing people to see that from a different vantage point. And they say, well, that's always been there. Like, we've always known that, but we've never thought about it that way.
0: <laughs> right. No, I love that. Do you ever catch yourself, like, when an idea or a thought comes to mind that you want you want to capture? It's like, it's like almost for me, it's, a, it's like a freak out moment. I've got to stop what I'm doing and I will either text it to myself, email it to myself, write it down on a piece of paper or even a receipt I have in my car because I don't want to lose it.
1: Yeah, all of the above. I mean, I've gotten my voice recordings out at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I've used napkins. I've written down things <laughs> out a journal. I mean, I'm constantly trying to figure out how do I capture and remember this idea so that if I don't have time at the moment, <laughs> right. I come back to it in a, in a creative space and and be able to play
0: with it a little bit. Exactly. And what I've learned is, is if, if I don't write it down, uh, I'll almost panic to try to get that thought back, you know. Yeah, there have been times when I've lost some things and i thought, oh,
1: I'll just go back to bed and it'll still be there in the morning and I'll wake up and I'm like, what, what
0: happened? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, you and I met, we, we, we met at the Catalyst Conference and we were fortunate uh, to yes. have been connected through a good personal friend of ours, Scott Kimsey. Uh, I need to get him on the show, that'd be great. Um, yeah. But anyway, I, I think we share some similar interests uh, in some ways regarding leadership. What What do you see as one of the biggest challenges for leaders today?
1: Well, that's a, that's a good question, but I think great leadership, the effective leadership starts with personal leadership. Mm. I've always been a, Absolutely. a fan of people who will invest in leaders who want to have personal development. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in leadership, you know that you've got to lead other people, but if there's no reservoir from which to draw from, and you're not going to be able to give people very much that's going to encourage them or move them forward or move what it is that you're trying to do forward. And so one of the things I appreciated about the Catalyst Conference is that there were so many willing leaders that I contacted even after the conference who were willing to continue to invest in the people who were part of that conference.
0: Oh, yeah. And I just want more people to go. You know, it's just, anytime you can get yourself surrounded by, uh, you know, I mean, it's a great mix of, Creatives and you know people who really have some some awesome up and coming ideas, and then just good solid people I just I really enjoyed that so sure um, one one notion and you kind of touched on it there just a little bit about personal leadership, but one notion about leadership is this idea that you have to be directly leading this group of people um, in other words you've got to have a team of subordinates um, but what what i 'm finding is that many artists creatives performers speakers. They're leaders in their mission or in their own everyday lives. They don't necessarily have a, a full team of people that they lead, but they have more like supporters. And I know you do a lot on your own. Uh, I imagine that takes a lot of, I guess, what I would call intentionality, a lot of self-motivation to do your thing to get things done.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a certain rhythm to life that you have to have. And uh, you have to be able to, like we just talked about, identify creative space in your life. You know, there are creative times of the day and a rhythm where you can find space to develop ideas. And then there's other times when you're not as creative and those are more administrative times for me. But I found that, you know, this might be insightful for some of the people that are listening, but when you're doing music, even if you're doing it as an independent artist, there are so many touch points and people that you need to reference to be able to move your music forward and mm-hmm. move an idea a thought forward. There are other creatives that you've got to interact with from the songwriting process, from the creative process. There are also other musicians that you interact with. There are producers. There are managers. There are just a number of people who help, you know, move things forward. And one of the things that I've always enjoyed is watching people who are not gifted in the same way that I am, but gifted in another way, take that giftedness and then
0: Advance an idea forward. Mm, man, that's a great point. You know, you're right because it, when you're creative, when you've got um, you know your music or your writing or whatever, there's so many ways that you've got to, so many things you got to do and different gates you got to go through to get your yeah. message out there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, you're doing a lot of traveling. You're going, you know, regionally around the country, internationally. Tell me a little bit about what you've learned about people in general along the way.
1: Yeah, I think that one of the cool things that I get a chance to see is, you know, a lot of people, because they're generally in their same locale a lot, sometimes get very um, Mm tunnel-visioned to whatever it is they're working on at that particular time. And so because I'm coming from an outside perspective, I get a chance to take a fresh, almost bird's-eye view as I'm coming in to see what things are around there. And I'm always trying to observe, you know, what is the culture like here? You know, what are some of the familiar symbols that I'm used to? Right. And one of the things that I've learned is that a lot of people deal with the same problems, but there's a lot of different approaches to solve those problems. Mm. Mm -hmm. I've met in church, and, you know, this particular church, you know, you have the same issues that every church is going to have, you know, trying to get the gospel to people but just different approaches that i found that people use and different things that work in different communities and different parts of the country. Um, it's refreshing to see that there's a multiplicity of ideas. There's not just one way to get things
0: done. Right. And and one what what might be one problem in one culture may not even be seen as a problem in another culture. So that's that's very interesting, isn't it?
1: It is. To be able to speak to some of those issues you know, and highlight certain things that people may not be able to see mm-hmm. and you begin to address the issue and they think oh yeah well we've never thought about it that way yeah
0: well i know that you wrote a song um you wrote a song called black and white tell me a little bit about where that came from within you
1: sure that was originally kind of a funny country song that i had written and you know I, i'd written it kind of personally just the music part of that between my wife and i and It had a funny title, I won't mention the title, (laughs) but um, my wife, when she heard it, she said, that's actually a a pretty decent song. And I thought, well, man, I might go down as having written this funny song, and uh, that'd be the song, the one song that everybody wants to hear all the time, even though it's kind of a spoof. And uh, we completely, I met a song, long time songwriter by the name of Jeff Pearson. We completely changed the the words to the song. We sat down in a writer session. He said, what's an idea or a thought that you would want to chase there? And I said, well, I've got the music to this other song, but i really, am impressed by this phrase by Martin Luther King that says the most segregated time in our country is Sunday morning, 11 o'clock. Mm, that, yes. that quote intrigues me because that spans over so many generations and touches so many touch points that I think the world needs to hear. And so he said, let's chase that idea down. And we did. And, we wrote the song and um, it's just been a wonderful uh, I guess addition or tool that I have when I'm doing some of my concerts to be able to change the mood and actually get to you know from some of the fun songs to some of the real issues that we can look at even
0: today Mm -hmm. and that's what I love is people can uh, bring to light things that are important to them based on their personal life experiences and, and really be able to connect and resonate with other people
1: yeah I think you know that particular song, um, you know, I have a tendency to, you know, like I said before, travel in a wide range of places, and sometimes, you know, if it's if it's one particular perspective that you're looking at, you can see how if you would add another perspective to that, it can be even more enriching. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, a lot of what we've done is, you know, one camp will go in one direction, the camp will go in another, another direction. You're both trying to get the same thing done, but Mm -hmm. you don't reference one another Mm -hmm. and you don't cooperate with one another. And uh, in a lot of cases, especially in the South, coming from the South Mm -hmm. and living in the South, you see where there could be a lot more enriching and powerful dynamic experience if folks would just work together. But there are some barriers to keep us from doing that, and that's sin. Mm -hmm.
0: That's true. Wow. That's a good point. Um, changing gears just a little bit. You've uh, you've been involved in some humanitarian efforts. I know you're partnered or you have a relationship with Holt International. Um, I like what they're doing, especially on strengthening family, protecting children who are vulnerable in these right. precarious situations. Can you can you fill the listeners in a little bit on your involvement with Holt International a little, and then also let everyone know how they may be able to
1: help also? Sure, um, I'd love to do that. That is something that came about principally because um, my wife and I, we have a heart for adoption. And um, that's been part of our story as we've adopted kids. And just knowing that they've had that as a part of their ministry, uh, Mm. first of all, kind of piqued my interest in, in where they are coming from and how they're getting things done. And then I was approached by a representative from them who basically said, you're doing a lot of concerts and you're in front of a lot of people. Would you consider using that as an opportunity to help some of these kids out? And of course, you know, after my wife and I prayed about it, that was an immediate yes. Right. We <laughs> move that forward. That's awesome. And then as I began to research Holden, how long they've been around and some of the doors that they've opened in international adoption, as you said, some of the ways that they're strengthening families, it only made sense that I could use the giftedness that Lord has given me and some of the platforms and opportunities to be able to share, um, Ways that people could sponsor children, uh, ways that people could actually adopt children. I've, I've sent several families um, information to Holt International so that they can get them in contact with social workers. And so, if that can be a channel or I can be a conduit to helping these kids and helping families and connecting the dots there, and I'm excited to be a part of that. And as uh, your listeners, you know, begin to research and know more about Holt International, I think that they'll find that. That's an organization that has been around for a while, since the 1950s, and has done a tremendous um, service, literally, to the world, and is continuing to do those things.
0: Wow. I'll definitely also put a link uh, in the show notes to this as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, If there's someone out there who's thinking they might be interested in doing, maybe not necessarily exactly what you're doing, but they're thinking... Um, you know they're interested in going out and and doing what they love the way you have done that uh, what sort of advice would you give them
1: yeah there are so many things that have been an encouragement to me um, and one is you know the personal development side I think you always need to be in a process of, of looking at ways that you can develop personally and so for me going to songwriter conferences going to music artist conferences um, interacting with other creative types and not just kind of doing what you do in a vacuum. That's right. A wishing experience for me. But then you also want to begin to develop people who can encourage you along in what it is that you're doing. And, you know, if that means you have a team of people who support you financially or you have a team of people who pray for you or just kind of you know, write encouragement letters to you, that's important in what it is that you're doing. And then also being willing to figure out exactly what it is that you're trying to do. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. that thing done because you know when you face opposition or when you face struggle or difficulty i've I've recently been going around and telling people that we spend an inordinate amount of time trying to impress people who don't matter to the mission (laughs) right yeah and it's not that people aren't important but not everybody has the same weight and value to what it is that they say or, or criticism that they give you you know there are some people who you kindly listen to their criticism and there's some people who you really need to listen to what it is that they're saying. And um, if you're focused on your mission and you can keep that in view, what it is that you're trying to do, then it's helpful to be able to you know move past some of those things and then to, to you know redirect because of some of
0: those things. Yeah, it's so important. And there's such a fine line too because you want to surround yourself with people in your life who are going to they're going to speak truth to you. So you 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 may need to you know be a little more flexible and shape what you're doing based on that feedback because. I truly believe that that feedback it goes back to that divine intervention thing that I mentioned um, sometimes when it's when it's the right people and it's it's people who, who love you and care about you um, you really need to listen to it even even if ultimately you might disregard that information it's important to listen to it because you may be you might be being moved a little bit you know
1: right And so i can give you a classic example of something like that. Not in a mean spirited way, but then I know there's a lot of people in Nashville who have uh, a very music industry minded perspective on things. Sure. And I'm not sure. at all against industry. I'm, <laughs> this is America. Right. Uh, we move things forward by industry. Um, but just as referenced earlier in the show, there's multi genres that I perform in and that I play in. And so there's some that have said, well, if you would just do one thing or another thing or just kind of pick a lane, then it would be easier to market. Uh-huh. And think, well, yeah, that's, that's good advice. But if I just pick one thing or two things, then I'm limited to the venues that just do those one or two things. Right. Instead of being opened up to a variety of things. and So you hear the criticism, you figure out how you can adjust within um, the framework of that criticism,
0: and then you move forward with what it is that you know you need to do. Mm yeah I agree you know one of the things I struggle with too or really um really i've realized more is that when personally, I think it depends on what your your mission is if you if that's what you want if you want to be in one particular lane as you mentioned or one particular genre, then that's fine you can go for it. but for me, what i'm realizing is that i I want to be involved with helping change people's lives and I want to reach people and I want to help other people make their difference and I don't want that to be in just one area. I want to be out there in lots of different ways. So Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, this has been really great. It's been uh, awesome to connect, reconnect with you. It's been great to see your continued pursuits of your calling, your level of priorities with your faith and your family. Um, two things. What do you have coming up, and how can people connect with you?
1: Yeah, well, I'm traveling a lot, and uh, this sort of Christmas, holiday season, it's been good to get a little bit more time with the family. In fact, I was actually on tour kind of in your area last week and got a chance to take my kids with me. Oh, that's great. So I just felt like that was important for them to learn a little bit about what their father does when he goes away on these trips and kind of have some ownership in the family (laughs) business. And so they're setting up merch and doing different things like that, loading in, loading out. And, uh, we have a trip that's coming up here in the next few days where we're going to go all the way to Colorado. Ah, nice. White's family is from, and I'll do some things out there. And then we'll come back and we'll get ready for the new year. We've got some things scheduled in the Nashville area, and then we're going to be pushing out I know into probably Texas at some point, and then Florida, and then maybe looking at doing some stuff internationally. And so, you know, we've got a lot of different things that we're trying to juggle, and uh, that's a fun process. And uh, all that's going to... Uh, it's going to play its way out at some point.
0: Mm-hmm. What about how, how can people connect with you?
1: Yeah, so www.erskinmusic.com, E R S K I N, music.com. That would be the first point of reference that I would send people to. And then, you know, for those who are savvy with uh, iTunes or Reverb Nation or Spotify, you can also find me by my name and listen to some of the music
0: that's uh, out there yeah yeah you're on social media as well I saw you've been doing some giveaways on social media too so yeah
1: Instagram yeah. and uh, Facebook and Twitter and you know it's- It's a lot of fun. Sweet.
0: Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show, Erskine. I know you're you're busy. You probably got a busy day in front of you. I want to wish you and Kelly and your two kiddos a beautiful, meaningful Christmas. I'm looking forward to seeing you again sometime soon. I'm going to link to the songs. I'm going to link to your website uh, on on the podcast. And uh, I just wish you the very best. Thanks for for being with me today.
1: And the same to you and uh, your listeners out there.
0: All right, folks, that's uh, music artist, singer, songwriter, Erskine Anavitarte. I know we're going to be seeing a lot more of him in the future. Check him out on social media. Uh, check out those links I'm going to put in the show notes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep leading, keep learning, keep living. Give it all your best all the time so that we can make a difference. Have a Merry Christmas. And don't forget the reason for this season. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Leader Bite podcast. Bite-sized conversations about leadership, learning, and life. Keep the conversation going at ChesterGo.com or on your favorite social media because leadership is a conversation worth having.